Hi, and welcome to Inside Tiger Football, brought to you by Rib Crib. I'm Dan Hawk, alongside head coach Josh Blankenship. Let's dive in right with our win over Enid. Coach, fall break, having to travel on the road. So many variables going mm-hmm. along with this one. I, I, I know you kind of deal with fall break every year, but traveling on the road is never easy. First off, thoughts on the team overall yeah. making the trip? Like you said, there's a lot of variables there. Anytime you travel, uh, as a coach, you're paranoid about all the details, um, you know, and then, then then a longer trip, you know, as opposed to just hopping over to one of the other suburban schools. Um, so a long trip, middle of fall break, so they went Wednesday. Really, a lot of them didn't even have school on Tuesday because it was a testing, uh, testing day over here at the high school. Um, so Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, no school. Um, we got them up early on Friday and uh, fed them a – uh, good breakfast, uh, get them up, get them moving, get some food in their bellies. Um, then we had a walk through around one o'clock uh, and then got on the bus. Guys traveled really well. Um, yeah, they're really growing up in a lot of areas. And so watching them operate the way we want them to operate on the little bitty things that they don't probably think impact the game are a big deal to me. So seeing the growth there has been huge. When it is fall break, I kind of want to dive in on this a little bit. Mm-hmm. You don't see them, you know, unless they reach out to you, I'm assuming. When you get back in together, how locked in are they right out of the gate once you see them? Depends on the group. Um, You know, if they're uh, doing things off the field they shouldn't be doing, you might have a little bit of other distractions that are in the middle of it. Um, This group's been great. Um, You know, some of them coming in a little early to get some extra film in, knowing that their coaches aren't teaching class that day. Um, You know, coaches actually, if they don't have any commitments with the kids already set up, then, you know, they got times with their family. Um, or time with their families. Um, so there's there's a lot of things going on, but uh, the kids showed up last week every day for practice, um, ready to go. And, uh, you know, with all the possible distractions that, that were at play, uh, they, they seem to block them out really well. Now let's dive into the game. Cooper Bates, 16 of 18, 207 yards, two touchdowns, and you kind of gave me a nugget before the game mm-hmm. that he was going to play at safety. Is there a position he can't play? And then, no. I mean, he just becomes even better and better, and, he, and he's picking it up right when you really need him down this stretch. Man, he's a special, special young guy. Um, I've known that for a long time, uh, but watching him really uh, hone his craft um, at football has been fun this year. Um, easily his best game that he's played at quarterback since he's been here or since I've been with him. Um, you know, he was very efficient, uh, understood – uh, the game plan of what we were doing and uh, understood what they were doing on defense, which was kind of a, a hairy uh, scheme that they ran. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can get caught up in all the eye candy bells and whistles. And he was able to dial in on his keys and reads and was very, very effective. Um, and then you add in that element of uh, going over there and contributing on the back end on defense. Um, he was at, he's been asking to do that. Uh, he did it a lot as a sophomore. Um you know, and then last year when he kind of started transitioning to quarterback and a lot of offensive play, uh, that got minimized a little bit. But he's a difference maker in any capacity, whether he's punting the football, uh, whether he's playing safety, and then obviously where he's, when he's playing quarterback. So he's he's very special. It's the reason he's a captain. Uh, you know, he's he's led that class um, for a long, long time, and, and you can see why. How about Caleb Barnett? 12 receptions, 175 yards, two touchdowns. Finally coming into his own. I know he's been nicked up a little bit throughout the course of this year and hasn't been able to get the engine going, but it seems like it's on full throttle now. It certainly was, you know, last week against Enid. Uh, Two two primary factors, maybe three. Um, You know, him being healthy and back. You know, he had been out for two weeks. Um, You know, him being back and being a part of a game plan changes things um, because he's dynamic. Uh, Coop playing really, really well and being able to find him in the appropriate windows and, and then throwing the ball really, really well on Friday night. 
um, was huge. The, the other piece that kind of gets lost is Tayshawn Wade coming on uh, the last several weeks now actually adds a, a legitimate threat um, at receiver um, in addition to Caleb. When you've got another guy um, that is has turned into a very dynamic player as well, um, they can't just hone in on Caleb. Uh, Caleb's he's little. He's hard to he's hard mm-hmm. to target. He's hard to hit. Um, so when they want to do things scheme wise to just take away Caleb and there's no other threat, um, that's that's tough. So when you got Tayshawn coming on uh, like he is, uh, you know defenses are aware of him and, and you know at a minimum aware if not concerned, and that balances things up for getting Caleb the ball as well. Outside alignment, it seems like kickers never get any love either. But Hunter Martin's has become pretty special for you. I mean, kind of a go-to guy. I know he missed one, but overall, he's been playing solid football down this stretch. He's had a great year, and he he's handled my uh, distaste for for kickers really <laughs> really patiently. Um, so we've got a we've got a system where you know if you if you miss one, um, and honestly, the one he missed was probably on the the snap and the hold. Mm-hmm. To be honest with you, um, but. He knows the system. If you miss one, the other guy goes in, and Irvine's the other one, and and they will alternate back and forth. You know, Irvine's probably a little bit better kicking the ball off, and and Hunter's a little bit more accurate on his field goals and PATs. Um, but he's done a phenomenal job, and and really, I'm as silly as it sounds, he's handled me really, really well. It's a position that kind of gets overlooked, you know, other than in the crucial moment. Mm-hmm. When you see them at practice, how dialed in are they? Because they're by themselves on an island yeah. every day. Um, we we've pushed them throughout the year to be uh, working another position. Um, you know, obviously, once we're into the season, it's a little different. So they are kind of on their own, working their craft. Um, they're like a golfer. They're like a pitcher. Um, they're uh, they're unique. You know, you kind of leave them alone. Uh, you try not to overcoach them because everybody's got an opinion on how to kick the ball. Um, but they are one of those positions, a lot like, uh, you know, offensive line, a lot like corner, um, maybe even safety, um, that you usually don't know that they're out there until they mess up. Um, you have an expectation that, that, that it's supposed to be a rhythm, you know, like shooting a free throw, mm-hmm. you know, something that's just automatic. But there's a lot, a lot of work that goes into it, and, and he's been committed to that for a long time. Coach, let's take a quick breather on Inside Tiger Football, brought to you by Rib Crib. We'll come up on the other side discussing all things defense with the win over Enid. Stay with us. Tulsa Bone & Joint, Northeast Oklahoma's sports medicine experts. We are pleased to help you and the athletes in your life with a number of surgical and non-surgical options. Tulsa Bone & Joint is proud to serve as team orthopedist for local high schools such as Broken Arrow, Owasso, Sepulpa, Kasha Hall, and Bishop Kelly. We're also proud to be team orthopedist for FC Tulsa. Tulsa Bone & Joint, moving life forward. (laughs) Your side hustle keeps you moving. We'll help you get where you really want to go. TTCU Federal Credit Union. Life is better in balance. And welcome back to Inside Tiger Football, brought to you by Rib Crib. I'm Dan Hawk, alongside head coach Josh Blankenship. Coach, break down this defensive performance, because on the running game, they only had 124 yards. So it seems like you guys just crashed them, and they had no opportunity to get any sort of movement on the run game. We've been pretty good against the run um, for the most part this year. At least we've been progressing and getting better and better and better every week. Um, this, again, was a unique team, a unique plan, uh, scheme that they have. They really like to spread you out. Uh, they've got about three quarterbacks that they've been playing, um, and the two that we probably prepared for the most didn't even play until the end of the game. So the guy that played was was really not a guy that we had on our radar um, as much as the other guys. Um, and they, they – 
clearly came out with an intent uh, to shorten the game. Uh, they were taking their time between snaps, uh, milking the clock, um, and then they got a couple of first downs early, and um, we were fortunate enough to force an interception early and, and then go put points on the board. Um, defense just continues to progress, and they, they've had – uh, along with everybody, offense and special teams, it seems like there's been a different lineup every week because of injuries and, and illness and, and all kinds of issues. Um, so especially defensively, coming together and finding that chemistry of 11 guys playing together has been a challenge. Um, but that box has been pretty consistent um, as far as rotation and personnel. Um, so them producing against the run game is the expectation at this point. Um, you know, a lot of young guys still playing, but we're, we're going into week nine here. Um, so those young guys, you know, we don't treat like young guys anymore. You know, there's a higher, higher standard. Yeah, Bennett Percival, 12 of 27, two interceptions. It was a guy that I didn't even have on the radar Not that he bad. was going to start. When, when you see that all week you've been prepping for one guy and then mm -hmm. they pull, you know, a switch, I, I know you always got to be on, on the be prepared, but how do you flip the script that quickly with your boys? Uh, there was no panic, um, and, and they really didn't adjust their scheme tremendously with the new guy. Um, so it was more curiosity, like what are they getting ready to do? What is, you know, what is in their bag of tricks here? Um, and so you're on alert. Um, but they, for the most part, stuck with their game plan. Um, I think he was a little bit maybe more effective of pulling it down and going when he didn't like what he saw. Um, he was a little bit more of a physical runner than maybe the other guy that went in at the end of the game. Uh, you know, he, not knocking the guy, but he had a tendency to, uh, on film to slide really early, uh, really avoid contact. And this guy seems a little bit more eager to go get what he can get. And I don't know if that played into their uh, run the ball, shorten the game type of plan. Um, so fortunately, there wasn't a whole lot of uh, new stuff that we had to adjust to and adapt to. It was uh, pretty much the game plan we had prepared for. I know we touched on him on the offense with Cooper Bates, but you know he was telling you he wanted to play some mm -hmm. defense, playing some safety. Gets an interception. Where were you when he caught the ball? And then when you saw him pick it off, what what's running through your mind? Um, I was back behind, you know, from the defensive side, watching almost like a safety, okay. you know, from the sideline. Um, it wasn't watching Coop other than pre-snap. Was he getting where he was supposed to be alignment-wise? He was where he was supposed to be. So then I was watching the play. Uh, they'd been running a bunch of fast screen RPOs, and they ran a little RPO and go, which a lot of people have gotten us on because we've been – uh, over aggressive uh, on stopping those things. And then, you know, then they get to putting a stretch on your one guy over there. Um, so we had that. I think I said, oh, crap, or something to that <laughs> effect um, when I saw that it was a double move. Um, and then in my periphery, as I'm watching that on their far sideline, I see Coop drifting over to the hash. And as the ball's in the air, obviously he makes a play, picks it off. And as much as we want to celebrate, I'm trying to get him over to call the play because he's got to go in a quarterback now. So it was uh, it was awesome to see um, immediate spark from him and Cabri Harris playing um, safety as well. Those guys are natural. Um, you know, Cabri, we've been wanting to do that for a long time. Uh, we've been talking about it for a long time, and we were trying to hold off as long as possible, ideally closer to the playoffs where we are now. Um, but we also needed um, – Octavian had been out for a couple right. weeks. We needed that depth back at running back so we weren't just taking our – one true starter um, over at safety full-time as well. So with Octavian back and uh, Levi healthy and Deshaun Caldwell over there um, ready to give some reps at running back, that frees us up a little bit to get Cabri in the secondary.
I think it comes down to his work in the weight room and everything that's done in the offseason because to play the amount of minutes that he's doing, picking an interception and then going back to quarterback, I got to give a lot of credit to your strength coaches to get him ready for a situation yeah. like this. We have a phenomenal strength staff, and they do a great job. The, the guys that show up are ready to go, and uh, that's the majority of them. Uh, so Coop's no exception. I will tell you the secret to Coop is his, his competitive will. I mean, his heart, his toughness. Um plays baseball. He's really good, uh, really good baseball player as well. Competes year round. I mean, you, you can't take the, the, the competitive aspect out of that also. I mean, yes, he's got to be physically ready to go, but, it, but it's, it's inside of him is what makes him go. I would be remiss if I didn't ask you about Jaime Marillo's performance yeah. again. I mean, every week, it seems like he's coming up on my, our coach's show just because of his performance. I mean, can he? where's his ceiling? Have we even reached it yet? I don't think so. I mean, this is his first real year to, to get steady action as a varsity player. Um, you know, we thought he was starting to blossom a little bit last year as a junior physically, um, and then his offseason he just exploded with a – a different style of uh, competitiveness, toughness, um, and then it, it morphed into leadership, and and that was the part I was most excited about. When Condry went down, mm-hmm. um, you know, I had some conversations with with, with Murillo about this is going to be your defense at this point, so uh, take it and run with it and lead him. Um, he's he's done an unbelievable job. He's that steady mainstay. I think he just went over a hundred tackles in that game, uh, so he's exactly what we've needed right there at linebacker. Well, Coach, let's take a quick timeout. We'll visit with James Estes, right guard, along with right tackle Kane Wilbur, as we have more on Inside Tiger Football, brought to you by Ripgrid. For families who like to build their wealth while staying liquid, we have flexible rate CDs to keep your funds working hard even when you're not. First National Bank of Broken Arrow. The right balance. At Ascension St. John, you'll find advanced heart care, brain and spine care, and personalized cancer care. And we excel just as much in the things that can't be measured. Listening more closely, caring more compassionately. Hi, welcome back to Inside Tiger Football, brought to you by Rip Group. I'm joined now by two of my favorite linemen, James Estes and Kane Wilbur, right tackle as well as right guard. Guys, how you doing? Doing pretty good today. How about you? I'm doing good as well. Not bad, not bad. All right, let's first start off with the linemen because you guys never get any love. It's always the running back, the quarterback, the receivers. You guys got to create your own energy. Mm. What is it like being a lineman? We'll start with you, James. Um, you know, it's it's pretty fun. We have a great time, you know, always, you know, we talk about food a lot, you know, we, we have very inter- entertaining. What does not like food? <laughs> uh, uh, no, not a true one. <laughs> not a true one. Okay. Let's start off with that then. Break down the normal diet for you guys <laughs> when it is football season. Tell me how many carbs you're eating and mm. how much food you're eating. Uh, I try not to count the carbs. It would make me sad, but, uh, I mean, we 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 eat a lot. You know, we're big guys. You know, some guys that start out a little underweight, so you know they gotta they gotta bulk up to play so, O line. So at my age, thirty seven, if I ate a large pizza, I'd be mm. crying the next morning. Right. Is that just a snack for the two of you? Uh, I mean, I, I mean that that can comprise of like a like a like a dinner. You know, it's yeah. a pizza. What about so, you, James? I don't think I could. Yeah, that's a small dinner. You know, <laughs> small dinner. That and probably a side of wings as well. Right. <laughs> oh yeah. Okay. I know football is everything for you guys, but you guys both have aspirations outside the game of football. 
football. So let's start off with you, James. What do you want to do when you're not playing football when you get older? Uh, I like to get a job in engineering and then have like lots of side things like photography and stuff, you know. No way. What kind of photography do you want? To do? Um, m- mainly nature, but also like cars and stuff. Do you do you already take photos now? Yeah, I take a little bit. I'm like an amateur. Where can we check all these out if we wanted to see uh, your work? I have a posting. I'm still like figuring out the editing stuff and all that, so I'm still you know getting started on it. And um, after football's over, I want to go to school for um for business and want to get a job in that field and just pursue my career and start a family and all that. So Now, business is such a wide range. Do you have yeah. ideas to what you want to do in the business world? Um, you know, just, some like um like a like a higher up position, like management or something like that. Because like uh, my dad, he's a manager at he's a service manager at his company, and I I uh, really admire what you know he's done, the way he's worked up to get there. So I want to be in a position like that when I'm older. Now for you, when you're on the line, I mean, we kind of talked about it before we started today, but you wear glasses when you're not playing, but have you ever thought about intimidating the opponent by wearing glasses on the field? No. So I, I wore glasses um, when I started playing football for one year in fourth grade and they fell out a bunch and, you know, in pictures, I look like a, like a, like a goober with the glasses and the helmet. So after that, you know, I got contacts and, you know, so now that's, that's what I wear and it, it works well, you know, so. Now James, Kane was telling me he's the funny guy at the group. Yep. <laughs> does, he, does he live up to that hype? Yes, he does. Break it down for me on how he's a, such a funny old lineman. Uh, I don't know how to break it down. It's just the stuff he says. It's just randomly it's just hilarious for some reason. Is it kind of like going back where like, hey, you were late for the uh, coach's show today and just messing with you type thing and you're, you're all stressed out thinking you weren't going to be on time? Kind of. And it's just like. He says a lot of stupid stuff. Not gonna <laughs> I mean, on, and it's funny. I mean, I'm a funny guy. Yeah, you're you're hilarious. So you can see potentially stand up comedy in his near future down the line. Maybe, I think he might have a chance of that. <laughs> what what is what is it like playing for this team on the offensive line? Is you you guys got some dynamic weapons out of receiver, mm. running back. I mean, Cooper Bates is now playing safety. I mean, mm. the band plays everything, but you're defending all of it. I mean, yeah. Walk me through it. Break it down as a football player. What's it like to be an offensive lineman? We'll start with you, James, and we'll follow up with PK. Uh, it's very like demanding, especially with your knees and stuff. <laughs> you know, we have to wear knee braces, and then it's just we have a great coach. You know, he he's amazing. He knows what he's talking about, and he's a, just great at coaching. You know, for you. There, there's a lot of plays that you got to yeah. run through your head, and they switch just like that. How yeah. Get it all out of your head and transform it to your feet and arms and everything else. Um, just, you know, just uh, just reps, just doing it and practice a lot. And, you know, Coach Pruitt has done, you know, a great job getting us ready. And, you know, he says, like, he tries to, I think we try to make things simple for the O-line, you know, so we don't have to know everyone else's job like a quarterback might. You know, we know what, we know what, what we're doing and we're comfortable with that. So that's, how, that's what we focus on. It seems like linemen, they become even closer. And I think it goes back to the mm-hmm. fact that you guys are blocking all the time and using the coaches that coach you guys are former players that mm-hmm. play that position as well. What's the bond like for you with Coach Pruitt? Um, coach Pruitt, I mean, he's been a huge part of my life, you know, since I was a sophomore now. So, you know, when I got, you know, when we all got here, you know, we're all young sophomores, you know, we all, you know, we're not experienced being like a varsity football player yet. And he's just been, you know, far and away the best coach, you know, I've ever had. You know, he's gotten me. He's taken me so far, and I'm uh, like a not only as a football player, but as just like a person too. Like I've matured so much since you know I was 15. You know, so I just think he's done a, an excellent job. What about for you, James? I agree. He's just been such a great mentor and just helped guide me and I say 
the whole line into being better people and just doing better better things. We're inching closer to the you know final portion of the season. You guys both coming to the end of your guys' career with Broken Arrow football. What does that mean to you to play football for the Tigers? Um, I mean, it, it's been I've been I've been playing for BA since I was nine, so you know it means a lot to me to be able to rep that at the at the highest level of football we have and like. You know, sometimes I wear like stuff like this out in public and people know it's like, oh, you know, you play football for the high school. And it just it means a lot to me that, you know, this portion of my life is something I'll get to tell like my children about. You know what I mean? They're like, I played football for BA. That means a lot to me. What about you, James? Um, it means a lot for me as well. I've li- I grew up here in Brooklyn. I was born here. I've been playing since first grade, the flag football all the way up. And it's just, I feel real honored to play for this team. Break it down. Jinx is this week. It's kind of the same thing where you've known each other since you guys were little, maybe not name for name, but you face these guys. What What's it like playing James? Uh, it's very, it's very interesting because, you know, our, some of our teammates went over, so there's a lot of personal stuff going on. And, but it's, I think, I think we're going to win. I think we have the better just overall team and better uh, game plan. So mm. I think it's going to be, you know, obviously with, you know, some of the stuff that's gone on behind the scenes, it's, you know, it's always a heated rivalry, you know, since, you know, I was young, you know, it just kind of comes with, you know, playing for BA is that you just don't like the guys over in Jinx. So, you know, you always want to win that one. And I think, you know, we're, we're going to focus on us and we're going to do, you know, our job. So now I'm going to end it with a food question one more time. If I put two pizzas in front of you, who could eat the two pizzas? Like both, both pizzas? Both pizzas. Let's say two mediums. Okay, two medium pizzas. Uh, oh, I, I could absolutely. Yeah. I could you, definitely do that. Could you finish it up with a side of wings as well? I think that's where I would struggle. Yeah, Sam. But yeah. just the two pieces on their own, I could throw it down. Well, guys, I appreciate you stopping by and Inside Tiger Football. That is James Estes along with Kane Wilbur, two of our favorite offensive linemen. Coming up next, we'll have more with head coach John Blankenship on Inside Tiger Football, brought to you by Richard. Life happens in a hurry. Our money experts will help you keep up. TTCU Federal Credit Union. Life is better in balance. At Ascension St. John, you'll find advanced heart care, brain and spine care, and personalized cancer care. And we excel just as much in the things that can't be measured. Listening more closely, caring more compassionately. And welcome back to Inside Tiger Football, brought to you by Rib Crib. I'm Dan Hawk, alongside head coach Josh Flangitcher. We broke down the player segment as well as discussing Enid. It's now time to move on with Jinx. You know some of these players on this team because they used to play for Broken Arrow, but what do you see on tape that Jinx presents some havoc for you? Uh, typical Jinx, uh, really good on defense. Um, they want to run the ball, and, and now they've got a quarterback that can spin it, and so they want to spread you out as well, try to find some uh, favorable matchups for them. Uh, they want to move their uh, running back around, who's who's dynamic as we know. Um, so he's you know he could be as good of a receiver as he is tailback. So they'll do some things and try to find some movement, some empty packages, some uh, some shifts and motions to try to get matchups for him where he can uh, try to exploit what we're doing. Um, but but they're going to go as their defense goes. Um, that that's always been their mo. Uh, Coach Gaylor over there, who's also got some broken arrow ties. Um, he does a great job, and uh, they're very sound in what they do. They're very physical. They run the football really well, and uh, 
very well coached. So they, they, they'll have a great plan, and, and we'll see how we can match up with it. With the landscape of high school football kind of trickling down from the college level with players going to different schools, I mean, this is going to be a common occurrence, you know, the way we see high school football moving forward. But when you break down Owen Jones, who used to be quarterback here, what do you see him differently than when you had him here in your lineup? Well, I don't break him down, to be honest with you. It's a, it's more of a scheme uh, thing. Uh, you know, we'll talk about personnel, strengths, and weaknesses, but, but when you're doing that, you're looking for somebody that's going to be a problem or uh, that you need to game plan for or somebody that, honestly, that you can exploit and game plan for. Um, he doesn't fall into that category either way. So it's, uh, it's a scheme thing. Uh, you're looking at tendencies um, about what they do, what they do best, um, how often they do it, where they do it, and then it's about – uh, stopping that and defending that. And then, you know, the flip side is, is true as well. You're looking for things offensively that suit what we do well and maybe take advantage of things that they don't do as well. Um, but, you know, spending time on, on what their quarterback uh, is good at, not good at, uh, you know, it might come up in a couple of mentions, but it's not mm -hmm. the focal point. Because it's jinx, I mean, th this is the big five in the group of the teams that are in the area. What, what does this rivalry game mean? And, and adding yeah. in the mix that it's senior night as well. I think uh, it, it's a big deal to the kids. Um, you know, the, these rivalries, um, I think, are enhanced because they know each other so well. Um, they, they're, they're not strangers. Um, they go to church with each other. Mm -hmm. They do things off the field with one another. And we see them year-round. I mean, football is year-round. Um, you know, from spring to team camp to seven on seven to passing league tournaments to, I mean, you name it. And we see those guys everywhere. Um, so they all know each other. Um, you know, it's, it's the familiarity. I think, um, you add the social media, um, all the trash talking, all the, the chatter, um, you know, and it just adds to it. Um, but I think the biggest thing is, is we're playing at home. Um, we're trying to make a run here at the end of the season. Um, you know, we're trying to solidify a playoff seed, um, and, and we're trying to be playing our be at a position where we're playing our best football right now. And uh, last week was a great week for us on Friday night. Um, the last three to four weeks have been really good weeks for us in practice. Um, so we're seeing what we need to see. Um, now it's a matter of going out and doing it, and the, the guys feel the the urgency to go get that done. Aiden Christensen, a couple touchdowns in their last game. He can be a threat out on the edge, but mm -hmm. what else do you see out of their receiving court? Uh, he's the main one that gets your attention. Uh, he he carved us up at the end of the game, I believe, last year. Um, had been kind of quiet, and then they they had a a run there and kind of a one minute offense type of situation where I think he was kind of the key spark for them. Uh, he's dynamic, um, you know. Obviously, uh, similar situation for us is they kind of know their explosive guy, and then they know the other guy that allows you know the explosiveness to be respected. Um, you know, when I was mentioning Tayshawn and Caleb and that dynamic. Um, so a little similarity there. Um, but, yeah, uh, they've got good players all over the field, um, and, and we do too. Keith Riggs, a long mainstay in the Allen Trimble tree, and, you know, he, he got into coaching after working on computers from what I gathered from him when I was still at News on 6, but his knowledge of football is very high. What, what kind of teams does he present when, when you have to face a Keith Riggs team? Uh, traditional jinx. Um, I think he's still cut from the Coach Trimble cloth. I mean, it's uh, they want to play great defense and run the football, and uh, they want to manage the clock. Um, I think they're very analytically driven. You know, if they uh, can average this many yards of carry in a game, they believe they're going to win the game. Um, if they can hold 
uh, the offense to certain numbers, then they're confident, you know, week to week. I'm sure they have those numbers hashed out. Um, and that that's what I see. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of tradition over on that side. And and uh, he, he's done a good job of maintaining that. And uh, I, I don't think it's a whole lot different than what Trimble was, was making a name for Jinx with as well. Last one. If the Tigers are able to win, what do they got to do to pick up, uh, to pick up a win against Jinx? Uh, we've got to go play our brand of football. Um, we've got to start fast. Um, we know they're going to. That'll be part of their plan. Uh, can we withstand the, the wave of whatever their plan of attack is to open the game? Um, and then can we can we play sound football right out the gate? Um, you know, there's I think too often might be the case of being young, but uh, we'll often feel our way into a game um, and then settle down and play well. And, and the intent is that we we start that way. I thought we did a good job uh, against Enid of doing that. We came out on opening kickoff and uh, Giovanni Castillo went down and lit up the returner right away. Um, they got a couple of little. Uh, little runs on us, but then we ended up intercepting the ball and then immediately offense went down and put points on the board. So that's what we've got to have is we've got to have a start fast. And then, then obviously we've got to play sound football for the entirety of the game. Coach, I appreciate you stopping by and inside Tiger football. Remember, we'll have Jinx and Broken Arrow this Friday night on AeroVision. Madison Dildine will be on the sideline along with Devin Johnson doing color analyst duty in the booth. Until next time, go Tigers.